Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Yeah, I'd have fun calling uh, 49ers games like they do at KNBR if that's what you're going to be able to do and get we touchdowns. And, oh, it was amazing. Great call. We don't need that water. Let that mother ever mm, burn. burn. Burn, baby, burn. He is a burner, that Brandon Ayuk. Oh, every single week, Trista. You take the over on everything involved with him. There's a few guys still left in the NFL that you can do that with. Oh, my God. Ayuk Aaron Rodgers is, is jogging. Ooh. Oh. Jogging. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a soft J. Apparently, you just run for extended periods of time. It's actually quite invigorating. <laughs> exactly. Name that movie. Go, Anchorman. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, if Aaron Rodgers is back. Here's the thing, though. Does Aaron Rodgers want to come back at this point? Sounds like he does. I mean, but like with this team, well, let's put it this way. They're certainly going to be better than the garbage they're throwing out there at quarterback. But if this team loses three more games, right? I mean, you're risking one of the shortest returns from an Achilles injury ever to then get out there for a team that's probably not going to make the playoffs. To me, the risk isn't worth it, but I feel like there's a level of pride there, too getting back soon, showing that this procedure works and that he can exactly. get out there at his age. So, But that can be dangerous. A lot of doubters in the medical community. It can be very, very dangerous, though. I mean, guys rush back from injuries, and we've seen how that takes a toll on them. Don't rush it, Aaron. I, I, listen, Take I think time. he should just be fully ready for next year. Plus, if they tank, they can get some better draft picks, get him a better offensive line, maybe even plays two years after that, after a full year off and rested. I mean... That's just what I would do, but I don't have, I'm don't. i not Aaron Rodgers. I don't need to prove to anybody that my Achilles is intact. So my neighbor tore his Achilles. He still isn't right. Really? And it's been like a year and a half. Now, granted, he's not an athlete like Aaron Rodgers, but it's like, oh, yeah, it still hurts sometimes. It was like a year and a half ago when yeah, he did it. Yeah, I tore it. my Achilles, and my ankle still pops to this day, <sighs> and that was over 10 years ago. Did it feel like you had something hit the back of your calf? I heard a pop. Yeah. I was playing basketball. I went up for a layup. I landed on somebody's ankle oh. or landed on somebody's shoe. And then, you know, what was crazy was the entire, it was like all of the, my whole body went hot, and then my whole body went cold, like oh, ice wow. cold. I started to feel like, I, they put me onto a bench, and I laid down on the bench, and I asked everybody to, like, cover me with their clothes. Wow. Because I was, like, shivering, and was super nauseous. Did you tell them to turn up the thermostat, too? Well, I was in, in like, an <laughs> NBA gym. I'm like, guys, I'm, and they're like, dude, you're ghost white. Wow. Yeah, that stuff's oh. no joke. No, it's not. Achilles is the worst. The I've never, nauseous. Yeah, I never did that. I had a friend that tore his Achilles, too. I remember he was playing flag football, and it took him. I mean, he was in a boot for, you know, nine months or whatever it was. And that's, again, this the, it, a torn ACL used to be something that was career-ending, and we've seen how fast yeah. guys can come back from that. So eventually, as it already kind of has, coming back from a torn Achilles, the, the procedures are getting better. Now, Kirk Cousins' tear was a little bit different than Aaron Rodgers, but if he's out there jogging, I mean, mid-December, jogging, mid-December is, it's feeling realistic. But yeah, I think no matter what their record is, he's going it's to be out there. a month away. Yeah. I mean, that's, at this point, he's going to be cutting and re- Week 17? The only thing, though, I just, I don't want to see. Why would he do that? I know. I, I Again, it's it's ego. Trista, the male ego is very fragile, I know. okay? It's very, very fragile. I've Tyrese heard, Halliburton just shooting from a mile away I've there. I've heard I'm not good with that. <laughs> it's, we we want to make sure. And, and you know what? Let me tell you something, too. As you get older and things start to hurt more and you don't recover the way that you used to, it's you just want to prove that you're still young. And let's remember, he's almost 40. 
And we've got people in this room that have aches and pains that are still in their 30s. And, I mean, it's worse for Ryan over there with the hip. But, you know, I, I, got, I got aches and pains all the time, too. And you're like, damn it, this used to not hurt. Now my back hurts for no damn reason. Sit on the couch. Literally, I can sit on the couch watching football. And I'm like, why does ah, – what's going on? I'm like, why do I have a knot in my back <laughs> and in just... my scaling? I can't feel my fingers. I'm just trying to, I need massages. I need like body, a body work person living in house. Oh man, that would be great. Instead, I got to get up and walk in the rain like Scott Lynn and get his 10,000 steps in just by walking in the rain like a psychopath. That's how he keeps his felt like figure. (laughs) Or that, or all I can picture is like people looking out their window going, expressing the anal glands. Crazy (laughs) sky. That was an off-air story about the dogs. That's all oh, totally the Off-air, on-air, I forget. <laughs> it, dogs, it involves it's about dogs. It's dogs. about dogs. dogs. It's, dog it's about dogs. It was a dog story. You can tell the rest of it on your podcast if you want. You can use whatever language you want to use on there. That'll be the it's real different. Heat check. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get into our Week 12 NFL Power Rankings. Ben MGM tonight. Power Rankings. Hell yeah. You got to watch the stream. Great graphic there. You got some, like, flames and sparks coming up in the back. Twitch and YouTube. There you go. That's how you are. Just doesn't make you want to run through a wall, Trista. Yeah. All right. I'll start with my power rankings here. Do it. All right. I got you here. Uh, Big surprise in this, although I don't know if it's a big surprise anymore. Coming in at number 10 in my Week 12 power rankings, I have bought in. I love this team. My God, the Houston Texans are number 10 for me. Watching what they have That's been able to do. brilliant. They I are didn't a, do it, but I should have. Trista, they are a legit playoff team. I and The AFC is stacked. They may not end up making the playoffs, but they're at least in contention right now at 6-4, and four, where I look at this and go, Okay, first off, the offensive line was really bad. But C.J. Stroud has overcome that bad offensive line for the entire season. He only threw two picks before the game against Arizona, where he threw three. Yet he still overcomes that mentally as a rookie to go and make sure that they are winners in that game. I, I just, I, like, there are some times where I watch what's going on, and I, it's, 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 I don't know what words to describe C.J. Stroud are because we just really haven't seen anything like this. The poise, the confidence, the just the the football IQ, the leadership. He's just so mature. There are certain positions in the NFL that you can be a crazy person. Like, you can go out and be a guy that just likes to party and goes in and shows up to games and practices, and it's fine. You can't be that as a quarterback. You were essentially the CEO of the franchise on the field. You were the leader. You're the person in charge. You set the tone. You set the example. And C.J. Stroud is doing absolutely that. D'Amico Ryans is coach of the year. Plain and simple. Devin Singletary's had back-to-back 110-yard games. Tank Dell's turned into a real receiver. I just, I'm at a loss for words for what this Texans team has become. It's a great story to watch this turnaround so quick. Is really what the NFL is all about. We see teams go worst to first all the time. Maybe not all the time, but semi-regularly, honestly, which could be a chance that that's what we see from the Bears next year. Going to have a new head coach. Eberflus is going to be gone. They're certainly not in my power rankings. But you got multiple top five picks, most likely. The Bears could turn this thing around in a season two, and you end up just like the Texans. So the Texans come in at number 10 for me. The Browns have to stay in. They're number nine, and they lose Nick Chubb. They lose Deshaun Watson this year, and they're still winning. I mean... Yes, the defense is the main reason why. Let's. This is what's carrying this team. It wasn't really a great start for DTR. He looked better than when he had, what, 10 minutes to get ready to start the first time he was out there. But, you know, to have an inconsistent up-and-down performance and then lead a final drive that ends in a game-winning field goal, 
shows that, okay, like you can go out there and still have that confidence. And it's it's not always about how a quarterback, a young quarterback at least plays throughout a game because you're going to have the ups and downs. Again, C.J. Stroud, three interceptions this past week. But it's how you finish those games. And it's how you overcome the adversity. It's how you overcome the, oh, my God, I look terrible right now. And just blocking that out of your mind. I call it Rex Grossman syndrome. Rex Grossman would throw a pick. He'd go right out the next drive. And that guy would do the same damn thing again because he thinks he can make that throw. And that works for quarterbacks, obviously, to a point. But you got to have that confidence. Win when it matters the most. What do you do late in games? So that's a big, big upside and a plus for the Browns if DTR is most likely going to be their starter the rest of the way. And, I mean... There, I will say this though: their games are probably going to be under candidates the rest of the way, like this weekend and just moving forward. You just you're just taking the under in those games. It's going to be all about defense and just keeping DTR out of the position to lose running the football as much as they can. Number eight for me is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, as long as they can keep Calvin Ridley involved in games, it's been up and down this entire year. You have 100 yards receiving. We both took that. Oh, ding, ding on that. That yes. was fantastic. There was, no, the bells are over there, but ding, you get ding. the idea. Trevor Lawrence has kind of been dealing with a knee issue a little bit, too. The question is whether or not I think that lingers, but we know now. Thank you, Scott. That's in honor of Calvin Ridley, who gave us 100-plus yards rushing. That was a great call. You called that a you know, Trista, I like that. I'm going to tail you on that. And we absolutely cashed in on that. The Jags play four straight games, though, against teams that are 500 or better. It starts with the Texans, who we now know are as hot as any team in the NFL. You've also got the Ravens in Week 15. So the Jags have two major tests coming up this weekend. And obviously then the Ravens, too, are one of the hottest, one of the toughest teams in the NFL. Spoiler alert, uh, they're going to be very high in these power rankings, too. Number Number seven is going to be the Miami Dolphins. At least, at least technically, they did beat a team that was at 500 this time. Yes, they did. So there's that. Didn't no, cover, though. They didn't. They, listen, did we're, we're taking small victories with the Dolphins. I know their offense is fun. I know their offense is potent and they're fast. And Tua and Tyreek Hill, it's a great combination. They overcame three turnovers against uh, the, the Raiders. I was literally going to say Oakland for a second there. Still sticks in your head sometimes. But... To be able to do that and win when you weren't playing your best football. I mean, they only scored 20 points, and they still found a way to win, turning the ball over three times. That is a positive sign. But the biggest positive sign for this team, because we know the defense is specifically their secondary and how they are against the pass, Jalen Ramsey looks like Jaguars Jalen Ramsey. He had two more picks on Sunday. And this guy looks like he's back, yeah. fully healthy, and motivated to be a Pro Bowl corner and to look like the guy that we loved in Jacksonville that was just one of the best corners in the NFL. So Dolphins are in at number seven for me. Number six, your Dallas Cowboys, who are going to just <sighs> destroy my commanders on Thursday. But it's okay, because I'll take a nap during that game, and I'll be fine. Uh, they, look, they beat underdogs handily. That, there's a reason why they, they've done what they've done the last couple of weeks, and I think they're going to do the same thing against Washington. I think they cover in that game, too. The big question, though, is how do they play those tough games? Can they play from behind? And it's I just I don't think Tony Pollard's enough. It's that They've got a lot of weapons on offense now. Brandon Cooks is getting involved. They're starting to figure out what his role is, and that's good. But what are you going to do when you need to run the football in a game? What are you going to do when you need to sustain leads? Or if you're going to need to, I don't know, Tony Pollard needs to get in the end zone. It's the second touchdown of the year. Hadn't scored since week one. Like, that's a problem. And we Look, it shouldn't be a surprise. We talked about this ad nauseum over the summer. My God, Mike McCarthy, what are you doing? You better find yourself another running back if you think you're going to run the football as much as you are. He looked at his roster and basically said, I'm not going to do that. But Deron Bland turning into a legit shutdown corner, not just a pick six guy. But a shut-down corner. He's not just a risk-taking playmaker. You add that to next year with Diggs back, oh, 
That's, Stephon Gilmore, too. And, and Stephon Gilmore on top of that. I mean, the secondary is going to be absolutely lethal for the Dallas Cowboys. So really for them, it's just figuring out what they're going to do with that run game. The rest of this year, that doesn't matter. They are who they are. But that's going to be something they'll obviously have to figure out down the road. Number five for me is the Lions. Jared Goff overcame three picks. A couple of late drives against the Bears showed poise as well. So like some of these other quarterbacks I talked about, right? You have a bad game, but you don't let it just just snowball and spiral into just a horrible outcome the rest of the way. You win and you make plays when it matters the most. And they've got a ton of weapons on offense. You know, and, and defensively, we know they're really good against the rush. The question is going to be, you know, just the rest of that defense. Can they get things short up? They're 16th against the pass. They're 22nd in scoring defense. And I mean, that, that can be an issue in the playoffs, right? Games aren't necessarily as high scoring all the time. It's a little bit different. Are they going to be able to defend against the run? Are they going to stop the run? Those are things they still have to work on. But man, that backfield of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs is just... They, they've got versatility, two very different running backs. They can use so many different things. I, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. The Ravens are number four for me. Losing Mark Andrews, big deal. No question, big, big deal there. But OBJ starting to step up. He doubled his season high in receiving yards this past weekend. He had seven targets. Again, that ties his season high. It's really just, can he step up, but also can Lamar Jackson stay healthy? I This is that time of year where Lamar just takes those bumps and bruises and something turns into something worse. I hope it's not the case. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. That division is theirs to win. It is, it is like, it's a clear path for them at this point. So Lamar's just got to stay healthy. Chiefs are in at number three. Uh, the defense is legit, and we saw that last night. Despite how the game ended, they made Jalen Hurts' life absolute hell and that is going to be that way for any quarterback that they have to face in the AFC when it comes playoff times Patrick Mahomes makes up for any team's weaknesses uh, on offense plain and simple like uh, you throw him in anywhere he's going to make up for whatever the weaknesses are including just a lack of weapons I I don't know what's going on with Travis Kelsey maybe he just misses Taylor Swift because again when she's not there he doesn't play well we saw it last night they need to go to receiver 49ers in at number two for me they're just the most talented and versatile offense in the NFL. Having Debo and Christian McCaffrey alone, not to mention Brandon Ayuk and what he does, they just find so many ways to use this guy's. Brock Purdy had a perfect passer rating on Sunday. Three-game losing streak meant absolutely nothing. Losing Hafanga, though, to that uh, torn ACL. Uh, that, that's that, rough. They're already 15th against the pass, and now you lose a Pro Bowl safety. That's that's a problem, but they're the number one scoring defense still in the NFL. So, like, anytime a team has a weakness, good teams still find ways to overcome that. If, in the end, here's what you do. You just don't allow teams to score more points than you and you win a football game. It's that simple. You don't really have to overthink it. If you can do that, you're good. Number one for me, especially with what they did on Monday Night Football, should be no surprise. The Philadelphia Eagles bumps in the road against the Chiefs. Another team in the Eagles that overcame a really bad start. A football game is two halves. The first half versus the second half. They finally figured it out. They changed their play calling. Dinks and dunks. Just got the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands. It was the way to go. I, the Eagles are as good as any team is in the NFL as well. We're looking at 49ers and Eagles probably in the NFC Championship game. All right, Trista's power rankings coming up next. It's Bet MGM tonight.